it's Yolakali. What's up? The following program was brought to you by Yolakali. Keeping it weird since 1997. Oh. Who's that? Who are you? You're not allowed to be in here. Hey, yo, somebody get their grandma. Huh? Ah! Ah! Nah, you gotta do it like this. What's Up is back with another two hours of fully youth-produced content, tapping into the matters and concerns of youth in Chicago. As well as all the crazy, wacky, tea-sipping, gossip-spilling, weird shenanigans that we, youth, get up to. Listen to your own risk, because your mind might explode. The chances are low, but never zero. So strap in, and let's get into the show! Welcome to Yokali with Lamasita Productions. You're listening to WNPN LP 105.5 FN Lumpen Radio Chicago. My name is Irene Frias and Siklali La Colocha. Hello, we are happy to connect with you all today. Thank you for tuning in. We are currently in Studio Y. Please sit back and relax. We will be getting shortly with our wonderful guest today. Born and raised in 718 Queens, New York, Sikali, also known as La Colocha, has been spinning and collecting records since her travels from New York to, G- to now Chicago. Growing inspiration and sharing in re- resemblance of her mother's group with Son, Son Negro, traditional Mexico City, Sikali has amplified her roots and sounds as she has shared them during her travels since birth. With her love of Mongalú, salsa, Afro-Latin rhythm, it has since then grown into a fluorescent sound palette for cumbia, sombria, mambo, guaracha, and benzo. <laughs> what is your zodiac sign and how do you feel about your connection with astrology? Oh, wow. Vámonos, 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 recio. Um, so my sign is Virgo, and um, I absolutely love astrology. I think I really enjoy studying astrology because I think it helps us understand ourselves better and understand others. Um, so I think um, as a Virgo, you're very, um, if you have a lot of attention to detail, um, you like to take care of others. Um, you enjoy doing things with others, you know, like uh, working like uh, working collaboratively. What's your sign, actually? I'm a cancer. Oh! I love Cancer's water sign. So what is the longest flight or like travel distance that you recall? Oh, okay. So the longest flight probably has been to Europe. I think like uh, it's a probably like an overnight flight. So probably about seven hours, maybe more. But, you know, it's weird. If you're flying overnight, I feel like no se te hace tan pesado because you fall asleep. But sometimes if you're, like, flying during the day and it's even, like, five hours, that feels to me more draining or taxing, you know, than an overnight than an overnight flight. So what would you say your go-to travel snack would be? Um, my go-to travel snack? Mm, hmm, that's a good question. 
I feel like whatever's available, <laughs> whatever's available outside your flight, because I'm usually, um, you, I feel like I'm oftentimes like always rushing to get to the airport. So I think it's like whatever's available outside. Um, but I feel like I always end up having, um, when I'm in the airport, uh, if they have um, a donut or a bagel, some kind of like breakfast item. Cause I feel like you're usually, I feel like most of the time I've been flying early in the morning. Yeah. Um, so who inspired you to engage with your love for music? Oh, okay. Um, I would say it's a few people, but um, definitely my love of music started as a kid with my dad because my dad collected vinyl. My dad was also a DJ, and so he was always playing music in the house. Like all of my childhood, I was always I was always surrounded by music. Um, and I guess it's like you know when you're listening to what your parents are playing, they're like curating a certain sound that becomes the soundtrack of your childhood, right? So when you grow up, you hear that, and you're like, oh, I remember that song, and it takes you back to a moment in your childhood. But in a way, it's like a moment in your parents' life because they're adults, you know. Um, so I think. A lot of my love for music came from listening to my dad play music when I was growing up. Yeah, you feel like you like you're connecting with them like in the past. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, and I think um, collecting. My father has since passed. He passed away when I was 17. So I think also playing records makes me feel close to him, even though he's like not with us anymore. So how did you feel at the beginning of this journey? Very nervous. I mean, I think. On one hand, I was having fun collecting records or buying records. And then when I started getting invited to play or people were like, oh, you should play those records that you have or we want to hear you play. I mostly felt very, very, very nervous. Sometimes when I would play, my, it still happens. My hand would tremble when I'd be when I would grab the needle. I'd have like a shaky hand and because you just get, you know, um, one thing is like you play your records for your friends or you play your music in your house but another thing is like when you're playing in front of a lot of people whether they'll like the songs you're playing or whether they'll connect to the music in the way that you then the way you're connecting to it do you have any other dreams that you want to unravel oh wow do I have any other dreams that I would like to unravel absolutely um, I would like to definitely um, travel more, um, meet other people um, that are also, meet other women, other collectors, other femmes who are um, collecting records in other places. So I think in terms of um, the music, that's something that I dream of doing is being able to connect with more people in other places through the music. You feel like uh, the, there's a strong sense of community like when you play in shows? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think it's like, um, I think it's a strong sense of community, not only like, I think um, as DJs, we always invite people to see us play and we want people to come to our parties or to, you know, enjoy the music. But I think you also build community by um, going to see your friends play, going to support um, other people's events. And that's kind of what I really appreciate about the community here that I think um, everyone's trying to not only check you out but you know you're also checking out other people's um events or the way other people play other styles of music and so that's something that i like a lot that while i play salsa cumbia i'm learning a lot about other styles of music that i wasn't um as familiar with through the community of people collecting and playing records that's nice do you feel like there's like common misconceptions about being a dj hmm, yeah i mean <laughs> Um, yeah, I think 
Okay, I think I think uh, there's this funny. Um, I saw this this mat that said um, DJs aren't jukeboxes or something like that. So I think sometimes that happens. Uh, a lot of people are like, when you're playing records, people always come up and they'll like make a request. They're like, oh, can you play this song? And it's like, you can only play the records that you have at that moment. It's hard to uh, complacer those requests to like um, uh, play a song that you don't have. And so sometimes people are like, oh, could you play this? And I'm like, I would love to play that if I had it, but I can only play the records I have. And then people look over and they're like, oh, you're playing records. And it kind of like dawns on them like, oh, okay, she's definitely not going to be able to, you know, play this song that you heard off the radio because it's it's not likely to be on a record. So um, I think sometimes people think um, that uh, DJs can play any song at any time, but I think a lot of DJs spend a lot of time trying to curate a mood for you, curate a set of songs, and um, they're trying to share that. And that's why I think uh, people aren't always able to meet the request uh, made by the public. But if I can, I do. But if it's on vinyl. <laughs> Being a woman in your perspective, how do you feel like your music craft has impacted your work or daily interest? Um, um, I think that there is um, a growing number of women that have been playing uh, vinyl and that are playing vinyl and that will play vinyl. And um, I think that it's a place for me to, to express myself. Um, my work, my professional work uh, is very different. I work in a hospital. And so um, being able to play music is an outlet, a creative outlet for me. And um, I think that it's important for women, for femmes to have creative outlets, places where they can sometimes, you know, I'm playing music, but I'm maybe I'm really processing something that I'm feeling through music, you know, through the records that I pick or um, sometimes the records that I pick and play reflect a certain point in my life, right? Like you buy records and you rem and when you play them, it brings you back to a time in your life. Um, so I think that I definitely see uh, DJing and selecting as um, a creative outlet and a way to um, express myself, express what I'm feeling or express things I'm thinking about um, and also capture different moments, you know, like archives of, um, of sounds or of moods. Well, how would you say that you navigate analog through such a digital world? Okay, whoa, um, <laughs> these questions are so good. Um, how do I navigate analog in a digital world? Well, I guess that's a good question because sometimes it's pretty. it can be challenging. Um, like in this age when we have streaming and you can listen to any song, any genre, any amount of times, um, I do find that like with analog, it's like you're having to really select from a limited um, at times, like from whatever records you brought. So sometimes, you know, I'm at um, I'm at a gig or I'm at a party and I bring a certain amount of records and I'm like, well, you got to play what you got because you can't get there and be like, oh, I forgot this record or I don't have this song. Whereas like I think sometimes in digital, you can download the song or you can, you know, um, I think it requires you to be creative and flexible um, 
even though sometimes you only have a certain amount of songs that you can choose from, you know, because you're playing analog. But I think that there's just there's always going to be a love for vinyl, a love for uh, for collecting and selecting, because I don't know, it just feels different to play the records. The records sound different to me than when you uh, play digital. Um, and I also feel that something that um, vinyl has, it's like it in of itself, the record is an archive, right? In of itself, it's an archive of a moment that was um, put to wax, you know? And every time you play that, you're going back to that moment that was archived um, in the record. So, and then you're creating a new context for it too, right? Because you're playing it in another place and now other people are having another referent to, to, that, to that sound or to that mood that um, you hear in the record. So how are the places you were raised in inspiring you to pursue like your interest in the music industry? Mm -hmm. Well, I grew up in New York. I grew up in Queens, New York, Elmhurst. And um, I grew up in a very diverse uh, neighborhood. Uh, my neighbors were from Colombia. My neighbors were from the DR, Puerto Rican. I had uh, neighbors from India. Like, so when I was growing up on the weekends, you would hear people would have parties and you would hear the parties from the terrace or from your window. Like people would be partying on their terrace and they would have their speakers out. And so growing up, I was always hearing um, the sounds that my neighbors were playing. And I would always be like, oh, I wish I was at that party at my neighbor's house. You know, they'd be playing salsa, right? Salsa dura. Or you would hear from another window people playing bachata. Or you would hear, um, if you were in another part of the city, you would hear cumbia playing out of um, some of the Mexican stores, right? Or the restaurants. So I feel like um, New York is a landscape full of different sounds and cultures. Um, and everywhere you're going, you're hearing the sounds of the community. And I think that definitely influenced um, the music that I wanted to play, you know, because when I was a kid, I, I would hear salsa and you would know, oh, they're having a party. It's cracking in there. Like the people are really having a good time. And so when I hear that, um, I guess I'm trying to like recreate that sense of joy that people feel when they're uh, listening to music or when they're dancing. Um, and I think that's definitely been an influence. And then I lived on the border um, and I spent a lot of time in Ciudad Juarez and people were listening to Norteñas, people were listening to Banda, people were listening to Cumbia. My mom is from Mexico City. And um, I think that also had a big influence. Um, when you would go on the trains in Mexico City, there would be um, these uh, like young people that would get on the train and they would have like the speaker attached to them and they would be selling these CDs. They'd be mixed CDs and they'd like get on the train and be like, okay, for five pesos, this, uh, this is what you're getting. And then like the first track on the CD would be a sample of all the songs and they would be those cumbias sonideras. And I remember the first time I heard it on the train, I was like, I was like, dame cinco pesos, quiero comprar uno. And so I would collect those CDs, you know. And so I think all those different experiences and places um, influence what I want to play or what I want people to hear. You know, I'm taking from all those parts of myself and parts of my um, my background, my upbringing, my history. And I'm, I guess I'm putting them out there to share, you know, like to express um, where I'm from um, and bring all those little, those different aspects together. So, you know, what would you say is like a most memorable uh, venue or like location you've performed in? Oh, okay. 
most memorable. Well, recently um, I was in Alabama um, and I was playing. I'd never been to Alabama, and I didn't really know. I went to Birmingham, Alabama, to play a Dia de los Muertos um, event, and I had never played there. Or I didn't really know what to. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what it was going to be like. And you know, anytime you're going to a place where um, you don't normally play, you're always like a little nervous because you're like, oh, are people gonna come? And if people come, are they gonna like the music? Are they gonna connect to uh, what you're doing? And it was really beautiful. There was a lot of people that came and everybody was dancing, having a good time. And you know, like, I think for me, what is memorable in any time I play is like how people react to the music, you know? Sometimes it's not so much like where you are, but who you're with and like, who and the energy everyone's bringing to the dance floor, to the party. And I think that's what becomes most memorable is like seeing people enjoy, disfrutar, gozar de la musica. And those are the things that I always feel are memorable anytime I play. Or even if like, you know, you're playing somewhere and it's not a lot of people, sometimes the most memorable thing is the one person that got up to dance, you know? Um, the one couple that was like in their moment, you know, um, enjoying the music and, so I feel like that tends to be, for me, the most memorable parts of playing. It's uh, seeing how people respond to what you play. And how your music is becoming like a part of their life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My dream is that someone will fall in love on the dance floor during one of my sets and be like, oh, I met the love of my life dancing to your music, you know? I, I think, I, I guess if I had a dream, that would be one of my dreams <laughs> to your other earlier question, you know? Similar to how you fell in love with the cumbia and the... Uh-huh, on the train, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so how long would you have been collecting your vinyls? And um, I think I've been collecting about four or five years. Um, but playing publicly has been about three years. So... Um, but like I said, I grew up seeing my dad collect records. Um, and I feel like it's kind of always been around me, but my own personal collection is as of like the last four or five years. That's nice. So would you say there's like any vinyl or like DJ that you admire? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I would say all my, all, all, all my friends that play, um, I admire everyone who has the courage to stand up there and put some records on and share, you know, uh, share what they're feeling, share what they're listening to and do it in their own way, you know? So um, I definitely admire the work of Sonorama, um, a collective here in Chicago. Um, Charlie, Eddie and Marlo have been creating this space for um, collectors of, um, Latino sounds um, for many years and I really admire how they work and the spaces that they create um, for all types of people, whether it's young people, whether it's um, people here locally or people visiting. Um, I admire a lot uh, my friend Nantita who um, uh, her and her partner have Shady Rest Records and she's been opening up a space for women who collect and want to play um, via the shop and um, a Thursday we play every Thursday every third Thursday at Ace Hotel and so um, I think we're 
trying to create spaces for women to connect with DJing and collecting. And I admire the work that Nantita has done in creating that space. Um, and the list could go on, but, but those are just some of the people that I would say immediately come to mind. Yeah. Well, we noticed the travels on your page. So how was your trip to Barcelona? <laughs> um, it was great, actually. Um, I had the opportunity to play in Madrid. Um, so it was my first time playing out, playing um, in Europe, playing records. And so that was really, really great. I got to connect with a friend, Javi, who um, is part of the record label Monster Records and also uh, Vampy Soul. And it's kind of cool that this record label, Vampy Soul, is reissuing um, records that haven't been put out. So they're records that from this very well-known label called Fuentes. So a lot of Cumbia records uh, from Colombia were put out through Fuentes. Um, and so they have been reissuing those old records. So sometimes you're looking for something and you can't find it anymore or it's like very expensive because there's only one copy left. So part of their work has been reissuing those to make them more accessible to people um, so that they can keep playing and listening to it. So it was really cool to connect with Javi and play with him at this uh, cafe in Madrid. And at the time that I was there, there were still um, more restrictions uh, for COVID. So people weren't at that time, if you're inside, you can't dance. So you can only like sit at your table and listen to the music. So that was kind of different. But you could see like the people were like trying. They were like wanting to get up to dance. <laughs> but because of, you know, um, safety, they weren't. Um, I think now they're able. I think some of those things are changing. But it was just really beautiful to be out there eating uh, different food and seeing, taking in different sites. Um, I really enjoyed uh, meeting other people that played vinyl there too. Um, a friend of mine, Asia, she's a DJ um, and she has uh, her own night um, in Barcelona. So again, that was like another opportunity to like connect with other women and other collectors and, you know, see what they're playing and how they're playing and what, um, what the vibes are like out there, you know? And uh, I really enjoyed um, taking a little break from from Chicago to, you know, rest and and dance and, <laughs> you know, un poquito de todo. You feel like the Chicago weather has been getting to you a bit? Um, I think it's about to, you know, <laughs> we had our first snow yesterday. I was like, whoa, coming in, it came in quick. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think I, I do enjoy the seasons and there is, I think if you want to live in Chicago, you have to be able to find um, some enjoyment in the cold you know like you have to find some appreciation for the cold and i grew up in new york so it's not that hard for me to kind of get into it um so i kind of do enjoy like um the cold season because it's a time to kind of be in your own hibernation right in your house like you're enjoying more cozier things like my favorite thing is like you come out from the cold and then you get into your apartment and you put the heat on and you know you're cozying up but you know the no sun is a little rough <laughs> I think I think it starts to wear on you a little bit once it's like February or March. You're like, it's been three months since I've seen the sun. <laughs> Pero pues no pasa nada. The sun will come out again. And the summer definitely makes up for, you know, however harsh the winter might be. Well, how would you say in travel terms your curiosity has led you? Mm. 
in, in terms of traveling oh yeah i guess you know before now when i think about traveling i do think about um places that I might want to go buy records or you know I think uh, records definitely has uh, started to influence how I think about traveling um, whereas sometimes I think you think about traveling like oh I'm gonna go on vacation I want to go to the beach and then I mean I still want to go to the beach but then I wonder oh can I dig for records there maybe are there record shops in that area or are there other people playing that you know you might meet and talk to about records or you know so I think that um, playing records definitely has uh, influenced how I think about traveling and like places that I'm interested in going to. Um, I think it, it there's a, a relationship between the two. Well, if you had any like opportunity to go anywhere, like time, space, or like in the world. Okay, this this is a good question because I have a lot of answers to it. <laughs> Okay, so if it was time, I would want to be in New York in the 70s, um, in the time of, uh, so another uh, record label that's uh, very important, I'm actually wearing it, it's the, the Fania. Fania Records put out um, amazing records by amazing salseros from New York and from Puerto Rico. So I would love to be in New York in that time. Um, to, I don't know, see Hector Lavoe live or see Celia Cruz dance salsa in like a sweaty New York club, you know? <laughs> um, but I would also like to be in Mexico City <laughs> and the same era um, and be able to see like Los Sonideros. So like Los Sonideros are uh, uh, DJs from Mexico City that would put their own sound equipment and have parties and people in the neighborhood like they would put basically the neighborhood party and everyone would go and dance so I would have liked to have been in the in the early days of one of one of the most uh, famous sonideros is La Changa so I would have liked to see you know those early days of the sonidos uh, in Mexico City so that's like where I would go if it was a question of time travel and then in terms of places I would love to travel to Asia I've never been there before um, and I would love to um, be able to go to Thailand or to um, China or to Japan um, or to Indonesia. But, you know, ojalá un día, you know, se me, se me realice. But I would say those are two, thi three things, like uh, time and places. Well, thank you, Sikali, for sharing and spending time with us today. We enjoyed your wonderful company. Before we disconnect, we do have a quick question from our listeners. Where may we find you online and any of your sets? Oh, yeah. Okay. So you can follow me on Instagram at Ocelomite, O-C-E-L-O-M-A-I-T-L. That's where you can uh, find out about where I might be playing or, you know, what I'm up to, what I'm eating. <laughs> and um, you can also check me out at... Um, Ace Hotel, um, we're there every third Thursday playing records. Um, uh, this this coming Thursday, uh, we're gonna be playing records with a friend of ours who's coming from Oakland, California, Gosa. So we're looking forward to that. Um, you know, playing records together, dancing. So you can definitely check us out every third Thursday there. Um, and online, you can find out some more information on Instagram. Like I said, at Ocelomite. And um, or SoundCloud, you can also check out. I'm on SoundCloud and I'm on MixCloud. Um, I have two mixes up right now. I should be working on another one um, probably soon. 
Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and spending time with Lamasita. Remember, you're listening to WLPN LP 105.5 Lumpen Radio, Chicago. This has been Yucali with Lamasita. Have a splendid weekend.